Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or just the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either Sorry. way, <laughs> thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today. Let's see if, uh, if, her, if she's turned her phone off. <laughs> She's Dutch to the door. She's Ashley Pickle. What was that? It was a, uh, you know, your phone will make those little videos of like pictures and stuff. I accidentally clicked on one, so it started playing a slideshow of pictures, oh, but they always add music it. to it. So that's what the intense music was. Got it. Hi, T- friends. Hi. Today is Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. It is 280, 275 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Waco, Texas's own. Jennifer Love Hewitt. All right. Do you know she was born in Waco? I did not. She's a Texan. How about that? We're claiming her. It's also uh, Jordan Peele's birthday. Oh, nice. And it's also Chuck Palahniuk's birthday. Do you know who Chuck Palahniuk is? I don't think so. He wrote Fight Club. Oh, okay. Which is, so. Well, we all know the first rule. Yeah. I'll say no more. (laughs) Uh, Episode 1,543. On today's show, folks... Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. We're going to take a look at the most successful first-year Texas high school football coaches last year. And we've got a couple of different measurements for it, and I want to kind of talk them through and explain it because there are some obvious answers and there's some not-so-obvious answers, so we'll get into all that. And then back half of the show, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I caught up with uh, Cliff Watkins, the head coach of the Glen Rose Tigers, who... Um, I mean, they came the closest to beating Carthage. Mm-hmm. They uh, they were, uh, I, I don't know if I would call them a Cinderella because we thought they were going to be pretty good. Yeah. And then, like, as the season got got rolling, we were like, oh, this team is pretty good. But, like, I think the real surprise was that they gave um, Carthage they such a run in the semifinal. They dominated about, yeah. I mean, shoot, four- 85 to 90% of that game until the when they fumbled at the very yeah. end at at midfield. Other than that, I mean, they really... It was a fort of the 48 minutes. They were the better team for about 40. Yep. 
I would, you know? yeah, that's a good. Um, uh, and good and comparison. so, but you know, that tells you how good Carthage was. Anyway, we t- caught up with uh, Coach Cliff Watkins uh, at the DFW Clinic, so we'll hear from him coming up in the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Nick Morton, Daniel Agnew, Tony Blaylock, and Zill zero six seven eight. Welcome in, fellas, lady fellas, friends, robots. We don't big, know. Big Z is on a big Z. On a, on a Let's go. Heater. All right, pickle. Um. I woke up this morning. Mm-hmm. That's good. Congratulations. First off. It's the alternative. Yeah. Um, and I had a little pep in my step. Mm-hmm. You know why? Why? Because it's Tuesday. And on Tuesday, we celebrate Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. It's Math Tuesday. Here on Texas football today, the dumbest thing that we do. That is a that is saying something. Every now and then, I like to turn on the sound in my headphones so I can like really get just amped up for Math Tuesday. I'm sitting over here just for Math Tuesday. <laughs> today, we're going to talk about first year Texas high school football coaches. All right. Um. So last year, I should have pulled this up. Wow. I, uh, there were a fair number. Right now, it's coaching change season. Across the state of Texas, there's there's a lot of coaching changes that have happened uh, across uh, across uh, Texas, and that is not uncommon. This is the time of year where a lot of these decisions come down. Uh, in fact, uh, we uh, on TexasFootball.com, Matt Sepp just wrote that Odell James is going to be the next head coach at Alden Eisenhower. Congratulations to him. He was the quarterbacks coach at Duncanville. He's a Texas high school football legend himself. So you can find all the coaching changes at TexasFootball.com, and we track them obviously. Uh, and last year, there were, oh, I'm not going to be able to count these up in time. There were a lot of coaching changes. Mm-hmm. There were more than 220 coaching changes across the state of Texas. Yeah, and they lasted forever, man. We had them all the way up until like May. Yeah. Um, I May, think there was even a couple in June. There might have been. There might have been. And so we tracked them. And as a result, the great news about that is that we have an opportunity to really take a look at which of these coaches did the best in their first year. Now, I think it's important to lay out here some parameters for what we consider to be the best. Obviously, obviously, the best first-year coach in Texas high school football last year was Tyler Beatty. Mm -hmm. That goes without saying. He won a state championship. There's not a better thing that you can do. Mm -hmm. He reached the mountaintop in his first year. He He was, by that metric... The most, the best Texas first-year Texas high school football coach. I don't think that's controversial. No, not at all. But he was also inheriting a really good program, a defending state champion. Yeah, right. Stony Pryor College Station is another good example. Mm-hmm. Stony Pryor takes them to the state championship game. A remarkable achievement, especially considering, like. In the context of everything. Oh, my gosh, yeah, Marquise Collins. Collins. And, and all they had things. to find a new quarterback. There was so much going on. He did an unbelievable job. But actually, I think they might have won fewer games this year, this past year than they did the year before. Yes. Right? So it's like, of course, he did a fantastic job. That goes without saying. But he was also taking over a program that was already in a good spot. I want to see which coaches took their took their uh their programs the highest from where they took them over i want to see the delta 
And that's what we're going to do here on Math Tuesday. I want to see what they started, what they inherited, and where they took them in their first year. We always talk about, we, we talk about a lot in, in uh, um, whenever we're putting it in the magazine and things like that, about the second and third year to me are really the telling years. Yeah. Because the second year, you get a full off season mm-hmm. and, and you get to implement your program. The third year is when everybody's used to who you are. Yeah, that's right? when you have a completely established right. culture. Right. To me, it's year two and year three. But some of these guys didn't wait to make their presence felt on their on their uh, particular program. So let's take a look first at which team, which coaches took their teams from losing straight up from losing records to winning records. Mm-hmm. Which of them improved their win total the most? And there were six coaches who improved their win total by seven wins. Seven wins. That's crazy. Tyler Morton at Atlanta took over an 0-10 team and took them to 7-4. and Steve Huff at Decatur, former College Station coach, mm-hmm. I think this guy's ball coach and Jack, 4-7, and seven, so like a, a mediocre to under, you know, to, to, to lower side of average team. Mm-hmm. He took them to 11-4 and four in a state semifinal. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Shane Fletcher, one of the most underrated coaching jobs in the state, I think. Shane Fletcher at Honeygrove took them from two and eight to nine and three. Brad Mulder from La- at Lavernia, same thing, two and nine to nine and three. And then you had two two guys, both of them we've had on the show, who did unbelievable t- jobs taking over an un- a winless program and taking them to, to back to contention. Ruben DeLeon at, at, at Pearsall, 0-10 to 7-4, and, and then Brandon Faircloth at, at uh, Sulphur Springs takes it from 0-10 to 7-4. And, and, and especially well. with those, as you're talking, like with most of these, you're talking about playoff. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to the playoffs too, which is yeah, crazy. That is. And then you had five more guys who took them, who had six win improvements. Craig Horn at Axtell. Um, two and eight to eight and three. Lance Bryant at Howe did an unbelievable job with a with a Howe program that, quite frankly, has been down in the dumps for a for while. For a long time. They go zero and ten to six and five. That is a that is a huge huge leap for them. Courtney Allen at Mesquite Horn did an unbelievable job going from set two and seven to eight and three. And the six man ranks. Lee McCown was the best first year six man coach. Two and eight to eight and two. A six win improvement. And then Blake Ryder at Santa Fe took a winless team and took them to six and four. Uh, just unbelievable job there with all these guys so from this big picture perspective the over kind of the overarching view these were the guys who improved their teams the most they got them into the win total call mm-hmm. i do think that there's a there's at least a couple of small caveats one these teams could change or maybe personnel maybe be a little bit better right mm-hmm. than they were last year maybe last year maybe they, these teams were really young they inherited a young yeah, team so, that, that uh, the difference up. between a sophomore quarterback and a junior quarterback is a big step yeah maybe um, they made they changed uh, a, a scheme. Uh, maybe they changed scheme. Maybe they changed in a realignment year. They changed districts and they got a, a more favorable draw. Things like that. There are things that could be a, a caveat, but overall, the proof is in the pudding. These guys took their jaw, took their teams from losing teams to contenders. Plain and simple. But I want to dig a little bit deeper, and so here's what I did. I could, I only did this for the eleven man teams. But I wanted to take a look at which offenses improved the most from one year to another. So this could be, again, players, scheme, coaching, all of it kind of combines. Mm-hmm. And you've got some remarkable improvement for in one year under a new coach. Ruben De Leon at Pearsall, um, again, we talked about this when we were talking about the most improved offenses. To go from 5.3 points per game, which is, um, I don't mean to editorialize here, bad. Yeah. To go from that to 30 points a game, 
is shocking in one year with a new coach. Shane Fletcher at Honeygrove, I keep saying that that's one of the most underrated coaching jobs of the year. He took them to a straight-up dangerous offense. Same with Blake Ryder, taking a a really poor offense and getting them to 26 points a game is, is amazing. Kevin Bernithi at Laporte. His first year, he really implemented his system in a big way. They're up 22 points uh, per game. Out in El Paso, Mike Pry took over an El Paso Coronado offense that was really stuck in the mud, and he got them to 27.5 points a game. That's pretty remarkable. The next two guys, Ricky Torres at Itasca and Cody Bounds at Tahoka, took offenses that were down in the dumps, that were among the worst in their classifications, and got them to not just respectability, but kind of dangerous. 25.5 points a game. You can win games like that. Mm-hmm. Joe Dale Carey Brazoswood. I keep telling y'all he's a ball coach and jack. <laughs> he does it again. 19-point improvement. 21.7 points to 40.7 uh, points per game. Trent Miller at Willis. We thought this might happen because mm-hmm. not only is he he's taking over a, a program with some, with some talent, but also he's an offensive guy, and they were able to really hit the gas offensively to go to 43 points a game is, is remarkable. And then Cornelius Harmon at, uh, at, at Aldi Nimitz to take an, an offense that was only averaging 15.8 points per game and get them to 34 points a game. A huge leap in one year for these offenses under their first-year head coach. Part of that is scheme. Part of that is coaching. Part of that is realignment. But it all kind of fits together. These offenses in their first year showed enormous improvement and showed that they are moving certainly in the right direction. Then I want to go to the other side, to the defensive side. And... These are the guys who really implemented their defensive identity in a hurry. The, the, leader, in the pa- leader of the pack here is Craig Horn at Axtell. He took them from a 40, giving up 45 points a game to 20. That's unbelievable mm-hmm. what he did at Axtell. Then you've got three guys tied at 24.1 point improvement. Jamin Saville from, uh, from Buffalo, Brandon Faircloth from Sulphur Springs, and Matthew Woodard from Groveton all improved from pretty bad defenses mm-hmm. to quite good and re- at l- certainly respectable. There's another name we've seen before. Ricky Torres is on both of these lists. He takes Itasca from 46 points a game to 22 points allowed per game. Floyd White at Odessa Compass takes over one of the, uh, one of the, the most struggling programs in the UIL. They gave up nearly 60 points per game in 2021, and in 2022, they gave up 25. And I know giving up 25 points a game, there are some people who are going to say, ah, oh, that's not that great. To make that improvement, to go to improve by 23.8 points per game allowed per game is amazing. I mean, you're talking about giving up like three and a half fewer touchdowns. Yeah. Same thing goes with Ruben De Leon at Pearsall, another name we see for the second time. Uh, he goes on there in 46 point, from 46.8 to 23, 23-point improvement. Lance Bryan's on that, on, on that name again. Again, taking over a defense that was really down in the dumps and turned them into one you have to reckon with. Great improvement for New Diana under first-year coach Jason Pitts. They improved by 22 points uh, uh, allowed per game. And then Nick Williams out of Booker did an unbelievable job with nearly 20 points better per game on the defensive side. Um, and yeah, there's some crossover here. And I think that you can kind of tie back to that list. Think about the guys that we saw on the, on the win improvement list. Brandon Faircloth was on that list, right? Uh, Ruben DeLeon was on that mm-hmm. list. Uh, Shane Fletcher on the offensive side was on that list. Um, yeah, Craig Horn on the defensive side was number one. Yeah. Lance Bryan. Um, Blake Ryder. You are seeing... A ton of crossover. You're seeing a ton of crossover. That if you just improve those units, you're going to start seeing it show up in the win total. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, you've got these guys who have marked amazing improvement and gotten the wheels back on of all of of 
quite frankly, I mean, I don't mean to, to, to bring it up like this, but doing what they were hired to do yeah. and doing it that quickly. Yeah, these were all teams that they – the reason that they were open is because they needed a facelift. It wasn't just yeah. – most of them were not – like a China spring where it's, yeah. oh, they got a bigger and better opportunity to go to the college ranks. Or, yeah. oh, longtime head coach Ray Biles has retired. Yeah. Who's going to come in and do that? These were all programs that needed a face. Yeah, these were, again. Which makes it even more challenging. Again, Tyler Beatty and Stoney Pryor did unbelievable job, mm-hmm. right, uh, in, their, in their first year. That, that, that We're not taking anything away from them. But they weren't given rocks and told to turn right. them into riches. Yeah, they were turned. They, they took over programs that were already in a really good spot. They just kept shining the diamonds. Yeah, you know? <laughs> these were guys who, these were guys who took over programs that were really in need of a jolt and they gave them to him in one year which is pretty remarkable stuff there um anyway that's a look at the most imp- uh, the, the best first year coaches in texas high school football in 2022 next week on Ooh, math tuesday teasing here's a lateral tease does home field advantage really matter in texas high let's school football? let's go i love debating this one we'll find out we'll dig into the numbers next mm-hmm. week on Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Hope you'll consider going to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become Dave Tam- Dave Campbells. Dave Campbells. How work. long have you worked here? It's 12 years in a couple. I was just fixing to say. 12 years next week. Next week? Okay. Because I, yeah. I knew it was February. It's been Dave Campbells. Campbell's Texas football <laughs> subscriber. Uh, two magazines a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com and some mm. exciting changes to our subscription package coming up here in just a little bit. So yeah, After we have a meeting on Friday. <laughs> meeting on Friday. It's, been it's meeting, meeting Friday. Oh, it's, this, it's been meeting year. 2023 is the year of the meetings. The of I'm the convinced. Meeting. We're going to have a lot of meetings. That's good. So it's good meetings. for you. I should be clear. Yeah. For you, the consumer, if we're having it's meetings, all good things. That means that good things are happening for our consumers, which is what we want. Anyway, we hope you'll go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. Now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR Now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Pickle, a couple weeks ago, we caught up with the head coach of the Glen Rose Tigers. Uh, one of the real surprises of the Texas high school football season. Put together one of the most dangerous offenses in Texas with quarterback Hudson White. Caught up with their head coach, Cliff Watkins, at the DFW Coaching Clinic. Here's our conversation with Glen Rose head coach, Cliff Watkins, on Texas Football Today. 
Greg Tepper, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here in Grapevine at the DFW Coaches Clinic with the head coach of the Glen Rose Tigers, Coach Cliff Watkins. Coach, I haven't gotten to talk to you since your season, uh, so first and foremost, uh, congratulations on a, on a fantastic 2022 season. Thank you. It was a fun season, great senior class, uh, did a lot of great things. It was, it was a fun ride. Yeah, so now that some time has passed, obviously you guys make it to the state semifinals, come really within a, a play of, you know, a whisker of, of playing for a state championship. Now that some time has passed, how do you assess what you guys were able to do in, in 2022? You know, it, it really was a, an amazing kind of roller coaster. It started out real strong. Uh, quarterback got hurt, missed a few weeks, and and uh, team did a great job coming together and 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 uh, finding different ways to win and then uh, get everybody healthy right at the right time. You know, that's what you got to do. We got healthy at the right time, and, and going to the playoffs, we were hot and playing really, really well. And, uh, and you know, <laughs> We're able to win the region for the first time in Glen Rose history, and then and then go play Carthage, and and it was such a great game, you know, back and forth, and and I, I told my wife, you know, I'm always, anytime after a playoff loss, it's like, remember the family loses, you know, it's like morning, and that Saturday morning, you know, I was again sick that we lost and it was over but but so proud of the way our kids played just they couldn't have played any better and and uh just really proud of everything that they were able to accomplish this season uh you guys i want to talk a lot about your offense because your offense is unbelievable and let's start with qb1 uh you know hudson white was who was i mean maybe the best quarterback in the state by the time they were you got your own in the state semifinals you're the guy who got to see him every day in practice what is it about him that 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 sets him apart that makes him special you know just great high school quarterback you know but just an unbelievable young man great leader great kid that everybody loves you know everybody wants to rally around him and just an unbelievable competitor you know when the lights came on um and it was our biggest game he was going to play his best and that was the best thing about him and and when we got to a big game or something bad went happen everybody was going to look at him what's hudson doing well hudson was ready to go compete and uh he was a he was a great young man to be able to coach a fun guy but you you want it for great kids like that you know he, he was a great kid great great quarterback but he's going to do great things in life because the the person he is but it, it, it was far from just him obviously he was very important right. but your whole offense was one of the most dynamic and explosive in, in, in the state um what when when did you kind of figure out that okay maybe this 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 attack has a chance to do something special <laughs> right you know uh our offensive line was phenomenal and we started five seniors and and four of those guys were three-year starters and so anytime you have that much back on an offensive line you know you got a chance to do some good things and hudson came along and was a lot better passer this year but not only him my receivers our receivers made some phenomenal plays and and the difference us in 2022 than 2021 was we're able to make the big plays in the past game you know in 2021 we lose in double overtime to pleasant grove uh because we weren't able to make the plays in the past game when we needed to and in 2022 we're able to do that and like you said it was it was uh yes hudson our offensive line but it was because we were able to be a balanced attack we're able to run the ball we're able to make uh deep make the deep plays in the passing game and uh able to do a lot of different things so uh uh, it, it was. It, it took everyone, and everyone was involved, and and uh, it was a fun group to coach. So now heading into the off season, do you sense that last year is is a motivator, is fuel, is 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 you know kind of proof of concept for these guys going in to to, to get you guys over the top in 2023? You know, I, I do. It's, it, the guys were already obviously back to work and right right in the middle of off season, uh, but you know what we were able to do with uh, with that class and those guys. You know, now now just those younger guys are hungry to to do that again you know to the atmosphere we're able to play in the 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 stage of the star against Carthage in the semifinals you know it's it's what you what you want to do obviously you want to win that one and play 
play the next week. But now all of our kids, the younger kids, got a taste of that, and they they want it. And so they're they're going to go to work and 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 uh, and show up next year to pr- to prove a point that it wasn't just a one year deal that that we are a team to to beat every single year. Coach, congratulations on a great year and best luck next year. Thank you. Appreciate it. There is Cliff Watkins, head coach of the Glen Rose Tigers, and there she is, Ashley Pickle. I didn't even realize because I was looking at the lower third. Sorry. Uh, appreciate Cliff Watkins hopping on with us, head coach of the Glen Rose Tigers. Uh, excited to see what, what they do. Where did Hudson White end up? I don't know. Um, let me see if I can find this. Their offense as a whole was very yeah, exciting to watch. Um, you're listening to live coverage of me figuring out exactly what happened with their quarterback. Um, did he not sign anywhere? How? That guy rules. Yeah, that seems like a miss. He's like, uh, I'll tell you one of the problems. He's only 5'10", 185. But like, yeah, I don't little. care. Again, he falls under the category of like really good at football. Dude that rules. Yeah, dude that rules. Dude rocks. <laughs> So, I no, don't know. We're not endorsing anyway. dude rocks. Uh, anyway, we appreciate uh, Cliff Watkins hopping on with us. Let's go over to color commentator Ashley Pickle for America's Second Favorite Segment Final Thoughts. You want to talk about that? Um, I mean, I, I can. So, last well, night. Well, actually, I don't really want to talk about that. But So, last night, you were on. Um, if ESPN2 is the deuce, what is ESPN Plus? I don't know. The addition? Yeah. Oh, I like that. The ad? The ad. Yeah. Anyway, you were on ESPN Plus alongside Kyle Yeomans mm-hmm. on the call for uh, North Texas versus UTSA basketball. Yeah. Um, and it was an overtime thriller. It was, yeah. Uh, UTSA ended up winning by one. Actually, North Texas made a last-second, th- like literally a buzzer-beater three to bring it within uh, one. Mm-hmm. Um, still wasn't enough. But uh, Jordan Jenkins had 40 points on the night. Jeez. That girl is – if she's not the Conference USA Player of the Year, they're doing something wrong. Yeah. She is unbelievable. Um, but that one – I think that one's going to come back to haunt them. But the call itself, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, for other final thoughts, I believe you and some, like, wannabe Canadian, Mateo, Matt, I don't, I don't Matt, know where you're going Matt, with this. Y'all recorded an episode oh, of, of Tap and Step. Yeah, there's a new Tap and Step up. <laughs> there's a new Tap and Step up. Uh, where well, he's we, not Canadian. Mm-hmm. I feel like he he's a we wannabe break, Canadian. We break we break down the latest uh, inside scoop on Texas high school football coaching changes, as well as the weather. It sounds like a return, a re- the return of uh, one of our favorite characters on the show. Oh my! Which is Hubert from the future. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Which is definitely not a convoluted <laughs> narrative device to allow us to make predictions in twenty twenty for the twenty twenty three football. Season. It is definitely actually not. It was a letter that we got Huber from the future. From the future. Anyway, so make sure you check that out. So uh, yeah, tap and stuff. Greg Tepper, the oh, Greg Tepper, the Canadian wannabe, and Hubert from the future. Check yeah. that out yeah. on TexasFootball.com. Yeah. Anyway, check that out. It's gonna do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/DaveCampbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/DaveCampbell's, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Cliff Watkins, the head coach of the Glen Rose Tigers, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper, Vince Young. Please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.